Um, also, there was a headline article on the school's website that says, farm field trip goes amok. And it made me giggle. <laughs> Who went to the farm? <laughs> That's what I want to know. You're on the to see that. What went amok? Did you read a horse crawling? <laughs> Sabrina. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Anubis Backwards. Today we will be recapping House of Reflectors, House of Illusions. Um, Wait, should we introduce ourselves? We talked about how we never oh introduced ourselves. <laughs> no, yeah. who we are. <laughs> yeah, sorry if you guys have been listening to us for this long, and other than the introduction episode, we never we, introduced we've ourselves. We've never said our names a day in our lives. <laughs> so, uh, I'm Brenna. I'm Laura, and also this is Archie. Lori's like climbing up her furniture. <laughs> I guess that makes me Emily, unfortunately, or not unfortunately, who knows. Anyways, so in some cast news, Clarissa Clayton has a birthday on March, or had a birthday on March 9th. Happy birthday, bestie. Happy birthday yesterday, it is March 10th today. Happy birthday, 33. Look at her go. She lost in her, oh no, that's 23, never mind. You're still 33 in sadder fantasy. All right. Oh, yeah. If you guys are new here, this is also basically a Taylor Swift podcast. It's not a Riverdale podcast. <laughs> also, if you're new here, go start at episode one. What are you doing? <laughs> Maybe this is their favorite house of the new episode. Oh, okay. Really wanted to listen to this one. I'll allow it. This is a, this is a pretty good episode. If you like Petty, this is a good episode. All right. Um, any other cast news? Is that it? Did it? I, oh no, that was Wolfluck cast news. I was like, <laughs> I almost thought about bringing that up. I almost <laughs> thought about bringing it up. Let's just do it anyway. Wolfblood and House of Anubis fandoms are the same in my Basically. head. That's true. All right. So, in House of Anubis adjacent news, um. <laughs> Oh my god, I almost called her her last Oh, the trailer drop? That's vaguely related to House of <laughs> That's even less related than Wolf. No, Jesse's on House of Oh, right. <laughs> cast news. Cast news. <laughs> and we got Jesse, Jesse as a cast member if she was in the movie. Okay, back on back onto the topic because I almost called her the wrong last name, so I had to look it up. Um, so in House of Anubis adjacent cast news. Amy Kelly, who played Maddie in Wolfblood, which I know had a lot of House of Anubis fans because of Bobby and Louisa. Uh, she's currently pregnant. That's exciting. So, like, congrats to her. Congrats. Louisa posted really cute pictures. They were very, they were cute. Yeah. So like, that's why it's House of Anubis news, because Louisa and Bobby are in the picture. Bless you. The Wolfblood cast reunion cute pictures. Also, the Bridgerton trailer dropped, which I will declare to be slightly House of Anubis cast news because Claudia Chetty was in Touchdown of Rock. I just completely forgot that she was in Touchdown of Rock. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, I'm claiming this is House of Anubis cast news. Claudia Jesse was in Touchdown of Rock. And she's also in Bridgerton as Eloise. So therefore, I feel like if I had my... My my act together, I would have put that in cast news, but I do not have my life together right now. I'm very excited about Bridgerton season two. There's gonna be a corgi. We love that for us because we know we love corgis. We do love corgis on this podcast. <laughs> um, so. we love a good enemies to lovers story. 
This is also true. <laughs> also true. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, there's Mar- more spicy Taylor Swift. Like, what song is it going to be this season? March 26th. Um, it's False God. Oh, yeah. Well, I got <laughs> instrumental version of False God. <laughs> so, we are recapping House of Reflectors, House of Illusions. As per usual, we open with a very iconic intro. Nina is upstairs with Amber and Patricia, who are just informed that Gran is the timepiece. Nina says they failed the task, and now it's game over. Joy comes in and says she's sorry for the article. Nina says it's fine, and that Joy in a way was right. Amber begins to tear into Joy, and Joy leaves. So, I, as a guard dog friend, appreciate guard dog Amber, but girl, down girl, down. Like, calm down. Like, not the best time to, like, tear Joy a new one. Like, yes, Joy deserves to be torn a new one. But the timing here, not, not, it, not yet, Amber. Calm down. Yeah, I was kind of like, go Amber, but also, ouch, Joy, because I was just having a lot of feelings. Oh, mine, no, was so irrelevant to this scene, but I remember making, like, moy edits of the scene of Joy, like, at the door. And then there was, like, a scene of, like, Mick also, like, at the door or in the room or something. Love that. We love a good manip. We haven't talked about Moy in a while. So this I think this was good that you brought it up. Seemed like after this rejoice on her laptop, there was like Moy manips of Joy video chatting Mick for when Mick was getting chatting. Oh yeah. <laughs> this was a great episode for the Moy Manip fans. All, all five of you. Like <laughs> we doing our best. <laughs> Victor's in his office and he's trying to figure out why Sankara is haunting Anu's house and wants to know why she wants the mask. Upstairs, Joyce sees Mara sent in another article for Jack Jackal called Chip Off the Old Block, A Father and Son Story. Joy publishes the article. I didn't put it in here because I was kind of hoping one of you would catch it. But based on what it looked like from when the article's po- published to the email Mara sent, like it looked like the email Mara sent was the article and not like an explanation for the article. Which was like four sentences. Like, it, it was just because I was like trying to like I paused and I was trying to read it. It was literally like four sentences. I couldn't even. And I think the <laughs> one of the sentences was, "Here's an article for Jack." <laughs> <laughs> then the, the the prop department was just like, "We're gonna do the bare minimum here. We're not gonna even pretend to make this look like it's an article." <laughs> Maybe it was an attachment. I don't know. That's fair. Um, also, there was a headline article on the school's website that says, Farm Field Trip Goes Amok. And it made me giggle. <laughs> Who went to the farm? <laughs> That's what I want to know. You're on the that. What went amok? Did you read a horse crawling? <laughs> <laughs> it's a horse farm. Someone write me, uh, I want a Jarena AU. <laughs> or it doesn't even have to be an AU. I just want a Dorina okay. fic with the title Farm Field Trip Goes Amok. Someone someone write it. And there has to be um, horses and cowboys. That's it. That's the story. Patricia comes into their room. Patricia asks Joy if she's okay. Joy says that everything has changed and she's still trying to catch up. And that everyone thinks she's horrible. Patricia tells her Nina isn't horrible either. Joy says that she doesn't steal friends and she doesn't steal boyfriends. Patricia tells Joy that that's not fair. Patricia tells her she's been back a long time now and that excuse won't work anymore. Patricia admits that maybe things have changed, but so has Joy. 
Patricia warns her to be careful, otherwise she's not going to have any friends left. So, personally, I really hate Joy in this arc. And it was just, it was so unnecessary. It just, I get it. It was drama for the sake of being, like, a telenovela kind of show, like, show style. But the way they have Joy Pine after Fabian, and it's like, she stops and then she starts up again, she stops and she starts up again, is so unnecessary. And it's just, it's lazy writing in a way. Like, come on, go stir her up with someone else. You know, we gotta wait till season three. Yes, we do. I would also like to say thank you to Patricia for calling Joy out with the whole Joy's been back a long timeline. Um, she also dead ass is like you and Fabian were never together. But it's true. So like, <laughs> she called him. She called Nina a boyfriend stealer as if Fabian was ever her boyfriend. He was not. Yeah. Yeah. The scene was just rough because like I I obviously I love Joy so I. I feel sympathy for her when she's going through this arc and I was glad that Patricia came to check on her but then I was sad that they started fighting but also like she deserved everything Patricia said because she just is not letting the Nina thing go and I get where she's feeling the pain but also it's been months you know (laughs) so I don't know it's just like a tricky subject they all need therapy too so like (laughs) that's another layer to this so true the next morning, Sabuna is all at breakfast. Fabian says they need to find a way to still solve the task. Elsie suggests they hold the reflectors, and Patricia suggests a Sabuna attempt. Eddie comes in and asks if anyone can join. Patricia says, anyone but you, and calls him Weasel Face. Eddie sits down, and Patricia says she was serious, and that it's girl talk. Eddie asks when Patricia did girl talk, and when Elsie and Fabian did as well. Patricia says they're being there for Nina with her gran. Eddie says they'll go to the kitchen if she ever needs him. Like, if she needs him if she ever needs him that is amber says patricia is even meaner to him now um frankly those similarities the way patricia treats eddie and patricia treats joy this season she's in love with both of them i mean you're not wrong (laughs) i just loved um alfie and fabian in this scene (laughs) when eddie was like even them and they just kind of like shrugged (laughs) like it was just funny i love girl time with fabian me too me three. At school, Patricia's trying to catch up to Eddie. Eddie says he feels like they saw each other more when they hated each other. Eddie tells her that he feels every time they just spend some time together, she runs off. She tells him he's exaggerating. He asks her what she's doing tonight, and she tells him they're going on a very special date. I would like everyone to know, if you saw on our Twitter, I was the one who watched Caught in His Web, and it was right when I had a concussion, mind you. And so the differences in his characters were very jarring, like extra jarring in this moment where I was like, ah, yes, golden retriever boyfriend versus creepy man. (laughs) My brain didn't like trying to compute the difference. Um, And like, honestly, he's literally so excited for their date. Like, what a softie. Oh, I'm also excited for their date. So me three. Joy and Mara in the kitchen. Mara says she wants to retire Jack. Uh, Joy tells her that she posted an article on Jack last night. Mara tells Joy that real journalism is an alien concept to Joy. And for some reason, in this scene, it occurred to me that I remembered that Clarissa and Taisy were in a Fox TV show that got canceled before it aired. Please, someone leak the pilot. I must see it. I felt that. Am I wrong to think that they made out on that show? Did they make out with each other or did they make out with, like, some other girl? It was, um, Kelsey and Billy, but I don't remember which one made out with her. But doesn't isn't doesn't Clarissa make out with someone in one of Alex's music videos? Yes. Yes. So Clarissa just makes out with a lot of people. Good Not for her. For her. Good for her. She also sings like that like sex song on Skins. 
<laughs> Clarissa probably had the wildest of the careers on this show. What an icon. <laughs> um, also, Joy in this scene is, like, very intently buttering her toast. She's, like, having a conversation, and she's like, I really, really am very seriously buttering my toast. <laughs> it's serious business, you know? Um, Addie comes in and says, hey, Jack, both Mara and Joy respond. Eddie tells Joy he liked the Father and Son article, and Joy takes credit for it. Eddie leaves, and Mara says she was the one that wrote it. I mean, Joy was not intentionally being shady here, but, like, Joy was kind of, you know, and she's being a little shady, and, like, the entire, like, conversation Joy and Mara had, like, after Eddie left, gave me the ick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, she was acting kind of weird. Like, I don't think she's wrong for posting the article, but she, I don't know. I think she was in, a, like, a defensive mood after being yelled at multiple times that day, mm-hmm. so... And it's not like, because she does say that it was to protect Joy, but at the same time, like, do we really think Eddie would have turned around and ran off to Mr. Sweet to be like, you know who really wrote the article? Right. At the library, the Sabunas thank Jasper for letting them in. He tells them they have an hour and he wishes them luck. Nina asks Patricia what her plan is. She says they needed a Tabuna temp and she needs, did I say a Tabuna temp? Yeah. <laughs> House of Tabuna temp. <laughs> Nina asked Patricia what her plan is. She said they need a Sabuna temp and she needs to be a better girlfriend. Babine is concerned. Nina says it sounds like the start of a bad plan. Patricia says if there's enough of them down there, they don't need the staffs. She tells them to get down there and get the reflectors out and not to make a sound. Nina starts to speak again and Patricia cuts her off. The Sabunas minus Patricia leave. Um, I think it's Amber who says it, but she goes Sabuna all over that in the iconic line. It really is. I, I, that would have been my note as well, but you wrote it first. So, <laughs> Eddie comes into the library. Patricia tells him it's a blind date before putting a blindfold on him. Adult me now realizing this blindfold thing could have taken a turn. <laughs> what the heck is Eddie thinking? He's probably like, oh man, like she, she's blindfolding me. Honestly, that felt that. <laughs> In the tunnel, Sabuna is getting ready. Nina reminds them they need to be completely quiet. Eddie and Patricia enter the reflector chamber. Eddie tells Patricia he wants to talk to her. Eddie tells Patricia he thinks she's pretty awesome and he gets pretty goofy around her. He's glad she was jealous of Mara because it meant she liked him too. He tells her he's never met anyone like her and that he says he thinks he's falling for her. I remember this episode airing and like how feral I went and I still feel that degree of feral when I'm thinking about it and when I'm rewatching it and like wow. I was also going feral. It's just so cute. Uh, also, like, everyone watching them made this scene so damn funny. Like, Amber's getting all soft, and, like, Elfie's kind of, I don't think it's here yet, but Elfie will later be getting annoyed, like, was they're trying to, like, do the reflectors. Yeah, but it's just so funny. Such Eddie's, a dynamic like, scene. Pouring his heart out, and they're all, like, just there trying to solve a task. Well, <laughs> Amber's into it. I, I was appreciating Amber's reaction, because she was like, this is cute. Amber continues to be the fandom. Yeah, and I was just thought it was funny because Eddie was like, we're finally alone. I'm so excited. And then, meanwhile, Sabuna. True that. Um, Eddie asks Patricia to tell him how she feels. Patricia tells Eddie that she smudged her makeup and hands him a reflector to hold. She starts to walk away and he tells her she sounds like she's miles away. She tells him she just wants to look pretty for their date. Um, the Sabuna's managed to solve the task and a tunnel door opens. Eddie goes to take his blindfold off and Patricia goes to stop him, pushing him into the next tunnel. Uh, two Anubis statues start to swing stabs right where Eddie is standing and the scene cuts to black. 
Oh no, is Lenny gonna be okay? No, he dies. Oh, Sirian, no! <laughs> okay, Katie, go off. <laughs> oh, and we will be back in just a few after this short break. Welcome back. We just had our giggle break. If you know, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're gonna know soon. They are gonna know soon. Patricia manages to knock Eddie down before he can get hit. Patricia tells him he's about to lose his head. She tells him there are low ceilings. He tells her this is cozy and once again tries to take off his blindfold. Patricia tells him he can't take it off yet because she's flossing. She says there's someone else they need to go. She helps him up and they leave. Patricia out here with those Nina level lies. Flossing in the middle of your date. So believable. Also fixing her makeup from several feet away. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I didn't get ready for this date before this date. I need to do my makeup now. I need to floss now. It's the reveal. She take the blindfold comes off, and she has a totally different look. <laughs> Plot twist: It's just Piper. Then I'm kidding. But... <laughs> the Sabunas go to check out the next task. Patricia and Eddie are entering the library through the tunnel. One of Patricia's bracelets falls off. Eddie is a little confused as to why they're back where they started. Patricia tells him it was a trust exercise, and he passed. He asks what his reward is. She gestures to their picnic. And then kisses him. Um, to this, I have to say, picnic count. It's time for our weekly tangent. What kind of nonsense will it be today? It's the tangent of the week. I can't believe I forgot about the picnic count. It's just been so long since there was a picnic. I don't even know what number we're on. For season two, this has got to be like four, maybe. If you guys, if you guys know the answer to the count, please let us know. Yeah. We are slow. The only one was there. I remember the Auntie picnic. Was well, then there's the one Fabina picnic in the attic. There's an Akara oh, yeah. picnic. Then they had like a group like, picnic in the attic. Wasn't there a Makara oh, yeah. picnic? Oh, what? There? Or is that season one? Oh, there's there's a picnic in season one that Mick tries to have for Amber, but then Amber stands him up. I swear Anderson there was a Makara picnic. I might be wrong. Is, I might be crazy. I don't know. Makara, I want there to be a Makara picnic. I don't, I don't remember a Makara picnic. I'm, I'm probably wrong. I have no recollection of season one. I know one. Mick. Mick did have, try to have a picnic for Amber and she stood him up to use the shit. Or am I just thinking of the spaghetti dinner as a picnic? Oh, maybe. Yeah, because they do the spaghetti dinner in his room and then um, Victor's like, no candles, and they laugh. Which is very fair. Yeah. Anyways. There's so much shit that goes on in that house. Victor's like, no candles. <laughs> I know. I like how that's the thing he's mad about. No candles. Solving Egyptian mysteries? Meh. But no candles. Victor's like, I'm going to let these kids do my work for me, but candles, I draw the line. That's fair. Go, Victor. Sabuna enters the next chamber. Fabian says he thinks it's a game. That night, Joy is in the living room when Jerome comes in. Jerome says the article sounds familiar, like it was his life and her words. Jerome wonders how Joy knew all of those things. Unless Mara told her. Joy just says, yeah, Mara told her. And, um... I love how desperate we are for Jeroy content that we all just agree this was Jeroy content. <laughs> Not even a remotely romantic scene and we're like, Jeroy! Because I'm just excited to get to them. We love this Jeroy content right here. Mm-hmm. I did write Jeroy thick like around this time in 2012 <laughs> before they were even we're like They interrupted Jeroy content. Vera and Rufus enter the library. Rufus says there's no- nothing as important as the ritual. Vera and Rufus enter the library. Rufus says there is nothing as important as the ritual. Rufus tells Vera once he is a god, he can offer her immortality. Rufus starts chanting and nothing happens. He tells her it was clearly a fake mask. 
Rufus tells her she needs to get him the real mask or she will go to the afterlife the old-fashioned way. Um, frankly, the real love triangle this season is Rufus Vera Victor. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. And also, what a way to threaten murder to someone. Like, right? you'll go to the afterlife the old-fashioned way. Right? That's a good line. Like, that's very menacing. Threatening to murder someone out, threatening to send them to the afterlife the old-fashioned way, in. <laughs> And I just thought this scene was so funny because, like, Vera's been putting so much effort into, like, trying to help Rufus because she wants, I'm assuming, like, monetary gain. And she thinks she's getting some, like, money out of this. And then Rufus is like, I'm going to make you immortal and offer you life forever. And she's like, I was actually hoping for something in, like, this lifetime. I was trying to be rich, Rufus. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like, after all that time, she's like, what the heck is going on? That's fair. That's truly fair, though. Imagine you're just trying to be rich, and somebody's like, "You're gonna be immortal." I know all these Egyptian gods, and you're like, "Bro, what are you?" <laughs> no thanks. Mara comes up to Jerome. She asks him if he's spoken to his dad. He asks her why she told Joy personal stuff about him. He says he thought they were friends. Jerome asks how Joy wrote the article about fathers and sons. Mara says that Nina Gate was not her, but Joy, and it's a long story. Nina Gate. That's just I love that they're calling it Nina Gate. And then it dawned on me. This is like a, anytime you put gate in front of it or behind anything, like we say Schwartz gate, um, that's a reference to the Watergate scandal, which is a U.S. history reference. So I'm like, is this too niche for Jerome to be mentioning? Like, do they talk about Watergate I in think, UK history class? <laughs> I think that Jerome has just heard people say blank gate on the internet and has seen it as like a meme. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Headcanon accepted. <laughs> Jerome is just using it without actually knowing the history. Yeah, I don't think Jerome's referencing history. I think Jerome has been looking up memes on Chum Chatter. <laughs> Joy probably knows what Watergate is, though. Not Joy, Mara, sorry. I really Mara, Mara, Mara yeah. I think Joy knows. <laughs> Unless it's related to what it is. I don't know if Joy knows anything about America. Nina knows what it is. <laughs> Maybe. Patricia and Eddie are in a classroom talking. Patricia says, who knew Eddie and Mr. Sweet had so much in common? Eddie asks Patricia if she's sure she didn't tell Joy any of this stuff. She tells him she didn't and that he says it must have been Mara. Jerome comes in and asks to speak to Eddie in private. Boy talk. Cars, football. Patricia folks fun at them before leaving. The implication that Eddie can drive, which like he could in America, but for some reason it just threw me off anyways. I just thought it was funny that it was cars football. And then I also like that um, they said they were having boy talk when Patricia's excuse earlier was that they were having girl talk. (laughs) That's fair. Wow. Jerome tells Eddie that Joy didn't write the article about them and their dads. At the house, Vera says they need to continue the quest to find the mask. Victor is upset because Vera was frozen and she doesn't remember. She tells him she remembers more than he thinks. She tells him she heard the kids talking. Victor says Sankara is taking the kids' side. Victor is afraid of Vera's safety. Vera just wants to get this finished and get the mask. Then they can escape. Now this just continues the humor in the situation for me with Vera because she is probably right now like, all right, Rufus is on something. I still want to get some money. We're going to try to like really flirt with Victor right now. So then I'll help <laughs> Victor get the mask and then I'll get my money. And she probably does not realize that Victor also just wants eternal life. So pour one out for Vera. She's been working so hard and she's not going to get what she wants. Dusty is really just trying to get some money and like, can we really play for her for that? <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> she wants herself a sugar, a sugar god. Sugar god. <laughs> Um, Mr. Sweet is in his office when Jerome and Eddie come in. Eddie asks him if he remembers the Jack- Jackal article he said he liked, the one about fathers and sons. 
Mr. Sweet wonders if they wrote it. Jerome says they know who wrote it. Eddie asks if Mr. Sweet would give her another chance. Mr. Sweet immediately, immediately knows it was Mara. Um, so Eddie and Jerome just barge in in the scene. And it's really funny because Mr. Sweet is like, I don't remember saying enter. And Eddie's like, we, we can go again. And it, just, it <laughs> made me like burst out laughing. <laughs> That's a good line. Sassy Eddie. Sabuna are in a classroom looking at Fabian's computer. The last task is a game of Senex. This was funny because Fabian was just like, I googled ancient games and I found it. And maybe he had to do some more research than that, but it, it made it sound like all he had to do was type in ancient game and Senate was the first thing to come up. Well, he probably also included the word, like, Egyptian. I hope so. <laughs> Jerome and Eddie walk in. Jerome immediately calls Joy out. Eddie says they have an announcement. Jerome says there are two Jacks and offer to let Joy come forward with the truth. Um, Calling her out like this without a teacher present was super ick, because, like, we all know how badly this could have gone. Yeah, I j- it was just not good, because at this point, I think, like, Joy has gotten it pretty bad all episode. Like, yeah. she's got- people have been laying into her. I think she knows she fucked up. And the fact that they were, like, yelling at her for claiming to be Jack when she wasn't, and they don't even know the full story, like, because I don't think she did the wrong thing as far as, like, pretending she was writing all the stories because she really just genuinely wanted to protect Mara and make sure that she Mm -hmm. didn't get in trouble again. And it just, like, got her in a sticky situation. So I think it it, it just sucked that she got, like, really, like, drilled into in front of the whole class for something that I don't think she deserved to be attacked for. I firmly agree with that because, like, it's frustrating because, like, could I see her taking credit for the, like, the father-son article without, like, just because, you know, it, it, it felt good for her to get credit for it, yes. But I also think that if it was something where, like, she, like, realized it could have affected Mara or in any way, she would have come forward with the truth. Because, but again, it's like, it's not like Joy or Eddie would have turned around and, like, told, on Mr. S- told Mr. Sweet that Mara wrote the article. Like, to get her in trouble anyway. Yeah, that's true. That night, they are looking at the task. Alfie says they need to just try the game. Alfie steps onto the board. Nina pulls him back. And then we see the mask. Uh, it's so, so exciting we're finally to that point like i was like wow we're almost to the end yet it also feels like we still like we're not there yet yeah there's still like, a lot it feels that's like happen. we're being taunted and i don't know i think that's one of the like charms of this season being like eight million episodes long is but that... then at the same time like this was all happening so fast by the time it got to the end because we were watching a new episode every day mm-hmm. yeah like four or five times a week so then like even though when you're watching it the way we are right now it feels really slow in the moment it was like all this build-up was happening so fast mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I just said that, and we only have seven episodes left, technically, but that just still feels like a lot. Yeah, so technically, because you know how each episode in seasons one and two are like 12 minutes or whatever? Mm-hmm. We have seven 12-minute episodes left, or seven 30-minute episodes left? So there's seven 30-minute episodes, and then there's like 14 12-minute episodes. And then, the, well, the last episode's like four 12-minute 12 episodes, right? Yeah, so because of the way, so technically we have six episodes, I think. Wow, we are sprinting to that end. Wow. (laughs) We have been recapping uh, season two for over a year. That's true. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. (laughs) We're doing our best. We might finally get to season three by mid-2022. We're doing our best. That's all anyone can ask of us. So, um, what do you guys think of the brain cell this week? I saw you put Patricia, and I agree. Yeah, she's she's the reason they solved the task. Um, that was kind of what I put. That she, 
Because, I mean, Alfie was the one who, well, no, she was the one who said, like, what if we get a saloon attempt? And, like, so true, Bestie. Yeah, like, she organized that whole thing. Nope, yeah. everyone else just showed up. And, like, good for her, because she attempted to solve her relationship problems and her team, pro- the team problems in one go. Icon. So, uh, lastly, ship of the week. Or not lastly, but, like, you know. I put Petty down for obvious reasons. Correct. Yeah, there was no other good. answer. Petty and uh, Jeroy Crumbs. <laughs> the tiniest little, they're like crumbs of crumbs. They, the they, spoke, to they spoke to each other. <laughs> that, hey, that it's still to... better than like, like our um, maybe in crumbs. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So for our something fun this week, we are going to go through some of your hot takes because we literally haven't done them in a year. Yeah, it's been a hot second since we talked about hot takes. <laughs> okay, so this is for House of Silence. We did we did get to that one already, right? I don't know the episode title name. Yeah, that was is that one. That's when Patricia yeah. can't talk, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is for House of Silence, but like a general petty note. I truly feel that Petty had way more sexual attraction to each other than any of the other characters. All other couples. Oh wait, hold. <laughs> all the other couples were definitely Nickelodeon friendly there was no overt sexual stuff with Petty but so much implied I mean so true bestie yeah Um, the only other couple that I would say had more sexual tension is Droy in season 3 oh Oh, no big thing when they dead ass started making out yeah but otherwise I'm like yeah I, I agree they just oh this one's kind of timely so I feel bad for Joy in season two. Her father chose immortality over her own happiness, forced her away from everything and everyone she loved for a year. That caused her to miss the opportunity to get the guy who she had a crush on, lose her best friends, lose her room, and fall behind in her education. I think people, both the audience and the actual Anubis house residents, forget that she went through all of that. Of course, her actions with Jack Jackal and kissing Fabian were wrong, but her sadness, bitterness is pretty valid because I think anyone else would rather be sad if they were put into the same position as her. See, as someone who um, can be very aggressive, I think I can't sit here and say what she did. Like, I can sit here and say what she did is wrong, but I can't say I wouldn't react in similar manners. Yeah, like, I think I don't want to say it's justifiable, but I, I agree with the take because she went through a lot. And also, we have to remember their children, especially now. It's like that's hard for us to remember as we're adults watching this because, like, they're literally like 16. 15, 16, 17. It's one of those things where, like, rewatching it, I'm not frustrated at the characters, I'm frustrated at the writing choices. Yeah. I think even then, when we were, like, watching it as it aired, I was never really like, oh my god, Joy's the worst for doing this. I was like, Joy, like, the writers just decided that this was necessary. Yeah, so, yeah, I would agree with this take. Leave Joy Mercer alone. Truly. Alright, this one's also kind of in the same realm as that last one, but Amber and Nina were low-key a little bit too rude to Fabian about the whole Joy situation. I firmly agree with that one as well. I just... I think more Amber than than Nina. Um, but yeah. Especially because, like, when they... Once they broke up, like, Fabian could do whatever he wants. Also, he was, like, barely dating her. It was Joy making all the moves, and they were like, Fabian, what the heck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, and he could do whatever he wants. They, they weren't dating anymore, so... Yeah, like, I get that Amber was trying to be a good friend and protect Nina. To some extent... Like, she was trying to be a good friend and protect Nina, but she was getting big mad at Fabian, especially when Fabian seemed... Most of the stuff with Fabian and Joy from Fabian's end, it seems like Fabian is just, like, really awkward, and 
he doesn't know how to like say like hey joy like i'm not into you and joy exactly. was just like flirting with him and he would just be like there and then amber mm. would be like fabian you're the worst for flirting with joy when one fabian was single and two fabian wasn't really flirting with joy he was kind of just vibing and joy was trying to hit on him yeah, I think he was trying to, like, keep their friendship alive, so... But, and I'll give Nina a bit more of the benefit of the, the doubt, because, like, she clearly was the one, like, hurting and going through the breakup, so, like, yeah, I would be definitely jealous, too, watching mm-hmm. him, like, go on these dates or do whatever with Joy, even if it was just his friends, but... But, yeah. I mean, they were also not, like, encouraging him to go do these things, but they were... I don't know, like, the whole movie thing is really frustrating, because I know that one, like, the whole, like, oh, just forget it thing, like... They wanted, didn't, isn't that part of the time when they, like, wanted him to be closer to Joy so, like, Joy wouldn't do something, like... Yeah, I think they wanted Joy's help with, like, Sabuna stuff or something. But, like, they didn't want her help. They, like, needed her distracted. I don't know. Something like that. It's frustrating, and it it doesn't get any less frustrating as you're (laughs) rewatching. You kind of just want to sit these kids down and go, alright, here's what you did that was wrong. Let's think it through. Let's, let's how could we have solved this problem in a healthy way? They can't as health owners. I mean, true. <laughs> Alright, so this hot take just says the tunnels in general. <laughs> so true, Bestie. Do we think they <laughs> like the tunnels, hate the tunnels? The whole season's about the tunnels. <laughs> I think the tu- like season two is my favorite mystery arc because of the tunnels. So if they're saying mm-hmm. they don't like the tunnels, then I hard disagree. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. all right oh this one's juicy okay brad and natalia had no chemistry they should have kept <laughs> nina and fabian broken up with each other kept them single or friends and have fabian romantically with joy and have nina fall for jerome her and eugene have more chemistry and she also has a chemistry with berkeley but eddie and patricia were endgame we love Dorina and betty right <laughs> yeah this one was look this was like a listed as season two but this is almost just like a general one but um yeah i feel like brad and natalia had no chemistry i also stand both nettie and uh jarina Jer- uh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm not going to disagree with this Teresa and brad did have better it's weird because like they're one of those ships like maybe nina their build-up was cute and i was here for their build-up but yeah. then if they were together it just like was not it i don't know if yeah. it was some BTS drama that kind of killed some of the, like, vibes there. Well, the writing was bad for them in season two, so I think it's kind of a mix of, like, lack of good romantic chemistry between the actors and, like, the writing for them just being kind of shitty, because they're cute in season one. Season two, the writing is just, like, let me just make them annoying. Mm -hmm. And maybe, too, because in season two we have petty to compare them to who did have such good chemistry that then they feel even more lackluster yeah so okay here's the one this is the one we were giggling about before francis mcgee with a beard is hotter than berkeley duffield and brad cabana having a sleepover last year (laughs) my favorite thing was i was confused about the brad having a sleepover thing but we, we got that exclusive. Brad told us that he stayed with Berkeley. We were just saying, like, Berkeley and Brad have your sleepover is hot. It's just not how I would have, like, put it in my head. But, all right, we can, we can <laughs> think of it like that, I guess. Is Grace Victor? Um, Grace what is, is Victor. Wait, is this Grace's sister? Grace's yeah, sister? Yeah, it's Madeline! Madeline? Madeline, <laughs> Madeline yeah. what are you doing? Madeline! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... 
I just like personally am not attracted to Victor, nor did I think of Berkeley Duffield and Brad Cavana having a sleepover as hot either. So like, yeah. <laughs> but if that's you, go for it. Go on. Just got that like two bros chilling in a hot tub six feet apart because they're buying audio. And that was this, really this has the energy of when guys like act like when girls have sleepovers, they wear like really skimpy like lingerie pajamas and they like, have pillow fights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a the guy version of that. I'm even called a curse, but you know, like when you just start. <laughs> Oh my god, we're not okay. <coughs> True. Okay, well, we'll end on this one that I have highlighted right now. Okay, so last one. Nina is the most vanilla character of all time, and Fabian deserved much better, but I can't ship him with anyone else. Also, Victor X Vera. Heart emoji. I mean, you can ship whatever y'all want. I'm not here to judge y'all, but also. Ship what you want, but. That that is a hot take because every time Victor and Vera are trying to flirt, I'm like, please stop. Am I? Really I'm more team Victor and Gran personally. Am I uncomfortable because it's Victor and Vera, or am I uncomfortable because it's just it doesn't feel like those like two adults, like grown ass adults, should be flirting on a kids show? I ship Victor and Sarah. Same. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, that Mr. Sweet and Mrs. Andrews for a little bit there. That'd be me. You can't see, but I just stabbed. <laughs> this is not 2022 or anything. <laughs> but also, going back to Nina being the most vanilla character of all time, correct. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Nina is like the stereotypical, like, children's show main character. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't think it's a bad thing, because I think her, she's, because she, she's boring and vanilla, but she's also like the anchor, and that makes everyone else more interesting. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, Fabian deserved better. Yeah, yes, he got it, though, so it worked out. <laughs> All right, so yeah, there's a few more hot takes on here that we'll save for the end of Season 2. And also, if you want to submit any more Season 2 hot takes, or Season 3 ones, for that matter, um, or even Season 1, we could eventually try to loop back to. We have a link in our link tree, so if you go to any of our social media channels, you'll find that, and you can submit it. It's a Google form, so let us know your hot takes and your thoughts, and we'll discuss them at a later time. Uh so I guess thank you guys so much for listening. Hi guys, you can follow us on our socials. We are Anubis Backwards Pod on Tumblr. We are Anubis Podcast on Twitter. Anubis Backwards Pod on Instagram. Anubis Backwards Pod on TikTok. Uh, you can send in voice memos to anchor.fm slash Anubis Backwards. You can also support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Anubis Backwards. And I guess we will catch you guys in a few weeks. Sabuna. So much I wanted to say. The way I see it, is there anyone there?